Hey yo, this Rain DA, aka Rain61, and you tuned into my cousin them podcast where we talk about music, sports, current events, whatever the hell else we feel like. It's just me, you, my cousin them. Let's chop it up. Peace, family. This is Cuzzo Rome, and you're listening to the My Cousin Them Podcast. Every week is a family reunion, and you're invited. Tap in. Yeah, this is my cousin them shit. Peace done, better known as the Marvelous Skype. I'm from Vegas, though. <laughs> right. It's your boy, Cito Dunn, a.k.a. Mikey Smooth 6-1. All I rep is myself and my cousin them. You smell me? Holla. Yo, yo, yo. What up, what up, what up? My Cousin M Podcast, you on the line with Cousin X. And it's MC Quest, a.k.a. Mickey Maxwell, because I'm Maxwell. Stay tuned to my Cousin M Podcast, and your dumbass might learn something. One. way because tipping has been normalized so much i mean it's like regular it's to the point where if i don't tip even though like you said it's optional i'm looked down upon or i'm looked at a certain way i'm looked at as being cheap like it's to that point and that's my whole thing is like yo we we doing this because it's been normalized because we've seen it done because we we feel like it's the right okay. thing to do but where did this but where did this come from because i guarantee you i guarantee you this didn't come from a motherfucker looking at people looking at waiters like oh my goodness their, their job is so hard we should pay them extra i guarantee you that's that ain't where this shit came from and you no, know that's, it. that's honestly that's exactly where it came from oh my God. staff did not make a livable wage Back in, the, you know, the 30s and 40s, and people just started, you know, tipping them. But honestly, you want to know where tipping came from? It came from speakeasies and whole houses, bro. The waitresses would come through with the drinks and the smokes and a new deck of cards, and all the gangsters would tip them so they could get some hair in the back. That's where that shit started from. From it's from when al- from when alcohol was illegal? From, yeah, from brothels, yeah. Exactly. No, when alcohol was illegal. That's what I'm saying. That's my... That's my whole point. So that's what I'm just saying. It didn't start from, oh, y'all don't get paid enough. It started from, oh, alcohol is illegal, but I'm going to bribe, bribe the waitress to yeah. give me some drinks. That's what it started from, bribing. And now we turn this shit yeah. into a fucking tradition. Are y'all kidding me? Like, are y'all kidding yeah. me? And then y'all want to, y'all now, flipped it to the point where y'all try to make it seem like I'm, I'm fucking cheap or some shit because I'm not paying niggas extra to do what they already get paid to do because that's what it is. And I'm like, all right, my nigga, this shit came from bribing niggas, and we just turned it into a tradition because we fucking Americans and we do shit like that. Like, nigga, you feel me? Do you like, give to the homeless? To do you give to the homeless? Yeah, I'll give money to the homeless. Like, that's okay. That's not the same as tipping somebody from what they're getting paid, what I'm paying them to do. Like, the people aren't charity tipping. Charity is charity, like, bro. That, that's not, oh my, so now so, tipping so is why, charity. So why you now think, that's the same thing. So why would you give somebody Tipping, wait, tipping and charity is equal? But why would you give a that's homeless That's the same person, thing. Why would you give a homeless person money, not, but, but not I know, I know it's the same thing when you are, uh, oh, you put it on your taxes. It's not your fault that the people who's out there don't want to work and they're homeless. Bruh, but, but people feel, get tipped. That get paid at good jobs too, not just because people don't just get tipped because There's they, the bellhop, the bellhop at Waldorf Astoria make thirty dollars an hour. But the bonus and sales and commission is your your employer paying you extra for doing a good job. It's not me paying you extra for the service that I'm oh, already I'm paying tip- for. I'm like, not tipping nobody that made commission because yeah. your whole job is to get me to buy some shit. That's man, this is. I'm talking about the service industry. If you get good service, it is not a tradition, but it's um, a good gesture. It's just pretty much like it's a show of good faith to tip somebody that does good service. That's because it's been normalized and, and we turned it into that. Now, like nobody, well, don't, nobody can I give me re- like a good reason why you should why we we tipping some people and we not okay, tipping let's anybody. Say you Let's say you work at Applebee's, right? Nine times out of ten, the biggest party you finna serve is probably a family of four or five. But here it comes, church let out, right? <laughs> and motherfuckers got tip, got an order, or got a party of like twelve. Y'all got to slide tables together. You got like fifty, like you got a bunch of people with different orders. Y'all split bills. Everybody. I see why they ask for gratuity. And usually a tip like that should 
it should be a pretty big chip if you come in there and on one fucking bill, y'all got 12 people. That means the kitchen staff got to work harder. The wait staff got to work harder. The motherfucker that have to bust tables and shit got to work harder because there's so much yeah. attention brought to this one table, it's probably going to take away from somebody that got one or two people or just a dinner date or just three people. They're like, damn, man, I ain't got my drink filled. Yeah, it's because like, church let out and it's like a whole family attend at Applebee's. That's why people tip because it's a harder job. Like if I got to lift a couch or a solid um, oak wood chest of drawer up three flights of stairs into an apartment, yes, I'm expecting this motherfucker to tip. I, I just am. Like, you know it's 110 degrees out here. Like, I worked in the service industry. I'm not, like, this ain't like, nigga, the 40s where you tipping the milkman and shit like that. Like, nigga, your route is the same. I don't fucking get a fucking newspaper boy a fucking Christmas bonus. Like, y'all get paid. I'm talking about, like, you doing a service, it's just a show of appreciation, bro. That's all it is. It ain't that it's normalized. It's just a show of gratitude. That's why they call it gratuity on the bill. It is normalized because, like, well, it's normalized because you just said when you do the service that you already getting paid for, you expect to get paid more. That's the part that, that I have a problem with is that every, that's the same thing with waiters. They expect to get tipped it could, because it's been normalized. Like, it's a normal part of their process. If it's been normalized to that to that much, then then increase their pay. Put the tip in the menu. Put it with their add it on top of the menu prices. Then people will still come. We'll still pay. What? Why we? Why does it have to be separate? Why do I have to be guilted into coming up with how much because I feel like extra your service should be worth? Like, why do I have to like, come up with that? Like, hold on, because I'm gonna tell you why. Because the service industry. Unlike any other industry, it is not one that's built on supply and demand evenly. You got supply and demand, but the service industry don't care nothing about that. You're not going to have a big enough supply of your service when it comes to the demand. Your, your, your uh, supply is going to be the same whether it's 10 people in the restaurant or it's 40 people in the restaurant. But they're Look, we not. got 10 people on staff and y'all just going to have to work a little bit harder. Oh, I got 15 people they got to be in this chair the next six hours. So I'm going to have to work, you know what I mean, try to get everybody cut up before I leave. That's why people, it becomes normalized because you got to work harder because the supply, it ain't like, oh, I got, I can cut with both hands and two niggas in the chair at the same time. Like, no, you got to do everything the same way you did it if it was five people or it's 20 people. Supply and demand don't apply to the service industry. Just the guy that supply is a service. So I just got to work a little harder. Bust my ass a little harder, work a little faster. And that's what people that's why people show appreciation because it's service. It's not built on a on a product, it's built on somebody doing a service for somebody else. And that's what people tip to show their gratitude. Now I admit to you it's become all too normalized to where you tip the dealer, you tip the cashier, you tip the bartender. That's because it's it's a show of gratitude. When I first learned to play blackjack, I had dealers that was like, nah, you don't want that. And he'll fuck around and bust, and I win. I'm going to tip that man. Because he can easily let me fuck my money off, but it ain't his money. You know what I'm saying? He also kind of put his job at risk. If the camera caught him saying you don't want that, that's him going against like what he's supposed to be doing as a dealer. Like, people like that, I'm going to tip. If you give me the extra razor work on my cut, like... And I know I only paid for just, you know, a clipper job, but you wouldn't bust out the razor work any. Like, I, I tip when, when, when it's just, I don't tip all the time. I don't tip everybody, but when I feel it's, I feel that I can show gratitude because I got good service, I'm a tip. And that's what I tip for. I don't expect to get tipped from every fucking body. When I was working as a mover, that was, it was very rare that we would get tipped. And these are guys in the military where this move was free. They didn't have to pay for that. Uncle Sam paid for that. Taxpayers paid for that. So you would expect all these people to tip. If they don't tip, they would, like, give us shit that they couldn't take. If they was going overseas, they couldn't take liquor. So if they had, like, a liquor cabinet full of open bottles, man, we would get fucking bottles of champagne, wine, and cognac and shit. Or, damn, I don't need this PlayStation. I don't need this couch. Y'all want this? And we would get different shit. You know what I'm saying? But, and then, like I said, in the service industry, if a nigga got, like, two, if a nigga got, like, four trunks, and you a bellhop, and I'm going to have to take two trips to get all your shit, 
from your from your limo up to your room as opposed to somebody that came in with a backpack and a duffel. Right. And he can carry his own shit. shit. I'm already expecting the dude carrying his own shit not to give me nothing. I ain't really have to do shit. But wave hi to him. But if you pull up and you got like a whole bunch of fucking Louis luggage and shit and I'm like carrying back yeah, I'm gonna expect to get get something because I ain't had to work this hard all day. And nine times out of ten that person is one of the tips. It become normalized and it's not to the point where if you don't get a tip, somebody gonna fuck over your like usually it happens at the end of the job, but um ain't nobody saying you supposed to tip at I try to make the practice when I go out to eat to leave something on the table. That's just me. And but like I said, that's because I've been in the service industry. I know what it's like to kind of need and want those, that extra money outside of your check. Because I didn't get paid shit. I had a terrible job, dude. I was making $10 an hour working in the hot-ass sun in Las Vegas, moving heavy-ass shit. And we actually weren't allowed to get tips at my job. But guys would buy us lunch, which was cool. Like, if I had somebody working at my house, like, I'll order pizza. Or, you know, here's some water. I know it's hot out there. Still, throw, you know what I mean, some shit like that. It's just it's just a gratitude thing. Some people do, and some people don't. I guess it's the belief on why you don't is that you don't feel it's necessary. And that's cool. I tip the people to clean my carpet. Gave them 20 bucks a piece. They did a good job. They did extras that they didn't have to do. Especially if you go out your way with outstanding service. I'm a tip because you didn't have to do that. You could have left that closet filthy. Like, we only signed up to do three rooms, and we're doing three rooms. Niggas did the hallway. They did the fucking right. kitchen floor with different tools and shit. They was working for that tip, and I gave it to them. Right. Yeah, you do a shitty job. <laughs> Fuck no. I still feel bad for not tipping somebody that did a, a, either a lackluster or mediocre job. Because I know you was trying your hardest, but if you ain't trying it at all, I'm not going to be an asshole and leave change on the table. I'm going to give you two bucks instead of five. It's good karma, bro. It's good karma. For sure, man. That's a, that's a good that's a good point. I'm not, I'm not arguing that. But at the same time, my nigga, the shit costs $19.99, and I'm sitting at no, home, and I only, got, I only got $20 in my pocket, and I'm at home. I'm going to be honest with niggas. I'm going to still eat. Nigga, I'm going to still go out to eat, nigga. I'm going to still go out to eat, nigga. Okay. You go to a nice restaurant, and it's more than four, y'all. You're going to have to... They're going to put gratuity on that stuff. Hey, gratuity... Hey, gratuity... And that's the thing, nigga. If they would put... If they would put that shit, direct the tip, in the amount of the check when I go... I pay it too, nigga. <laughs> I pay it too. Usually, if it's either in the menu or at the front of the door, if you have a party of such and such or more, ten percent, fifteen percent gratuity. Like certain restaurants, they gonna throw that in anyway. Right, and that's why when you go there, it's Mando. You gotta pay it. I get that because they put it in writing. And it's fancy. Uh, they it's put it in writing. And nine times out of ten, that wait staff is actually getting paid. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. And I'm not. And once again, I'm not saying that I don't tip because when I go to restaurants, I do tip, my nigga. But it's not. It's not mandatory to me, though, nigga. If I'm feeling like, if I'm feeling like, hey, so, nigga, I ain't got it today, nigga. I'm still gonna go eat if I got it to go eat, and I just don't got it to tip okay, me, so my nigga. That's why I don't, I don't feel like if I don't got the tip, then I don't got enough. Like I don't feel that way so, at all. <laughs> I'm not worried about if you got tip money or not. You, that is not. That don't even cross your mind like that. If I go out to eat by myself, because I'm courteous. If I go out to eat with other people and I get that this tipping shit has been normalized, I get that y'all niggas that's that I'm going with is gonna expect me to put something on the tip. I totally get that, and I'm coming prepared for that. If I go out to eat by myself, I don't give a fuck. Like nigga, I don't care. Like nigga, I'm not saying that I won't tip you, but nigga, if I I might. Man, I might not. Just depending on how I feel, depending on you know what what I'm looking like right then and there. It's not. It's not. I'm not. I'm not gonna see. I'm not gonna sit in my pockets and be like, oh shit, nigga, I want to go eat here, but I don't got enough to tip. What do I do? Like, I'm not even gonna have that conversation in my head, nigga. I'm gonna be like, yo, I got enough. Let's go. I feel like I still eat, but depending on who I'm with, it don't even matter if I'm by myself, man. Like I say, I have. 
have a soft spot in my heart for those in the service industry because I used to work in the service industry and I'd be like, damn man, I ain't got no change. Now I'm not finna I'm not finna get to the point where I'm finna run out and go to the ATM or or make change and no shit like that to give you a tip. What I do is like, okay, the bill is twenty two, I pay like twenty four and like keep the change. It's like twenty two and some change. I just like, yo, I just put more than that. I said, change is on you. And that's the best I can do right there. But if the shit is like $17.98 and I got a hot dub, I'm not hounding the motherfucker back for my change. You know what I'm saying? What I don't like, I tell you what I don't like, you go to some of these shops and the first thing when you pay with a card, the first thing they asking is if you want to fucking tip, add tip to the kids. And I'm like, no, I'm not. You got a tip jar, I may drop a dollar in it. But I'm not going to add motherfucking tips to my fucking debit purchase is what I'm not going to do. Not in a liquor store, not at a vape shop, not at a weed shop. They do that? Those places. At liquor no. stores and stuff? Dude, this Vegas, <clears throat> everybody got their oh, hand wow. out, bro. Everybody got their hand out. Like, but, why, real, but, what, but why you won't tip them? <laughs> why I won't tip them? Dude, what did you do? Did you grow the weed? Did you cut it down? <laughs> no. All you doing is going back. You pretty much going in the back, checking inventory. It's like, I'm not going to tip the nigga to go in the back and give me a size 10. For what? You got, you just know where the inventory is. You know a little bit about the, the product. They might, they might you talk to you. Got it for me. They might tell you. I'm not going to tip the nigga and roll that motherfucking 2020 uh, fucking uh, truck around. Like, nigga, you finna get commissioned. They, they just go- like the motherfucking truck. They're going to educate you, though. They sell like, um, uh, vapes or they said they get commissioned on all that shit. I'm not tipping a nigga to get commissioned. Unless he finna hook me up with some releases, then it's going to be hard to get. That's the only time I tip the sneaker man when I got a sneaker connect. Like, I know somebody gonna slip some shit out the bag, and throw for, I'll throw him something extra. You know what I'm saying? But no, I'm not tipping them. Or I'm not tipping a fucking machine at a, at a shop where I don't feel it. You guys didn't do anything. You didn't do a service, as far as I'm concerned. Alright, alright. What's up, cuzzo? <laughs> wrong. Hey, what's up, man? How you, how you doing? How you doing? <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> it seems like I've been two to one against these niggas, man. Him and Cito, like, nah. Not really. Cito, like, I don't believe in it. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, right. I believe, believe in it. <laughs> you know it's an actual thing. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga said, "Why no tip?" I don't know. I'm gonna turn this camera off. I'm trying to set it up, so I'm not making y'all dizzy. That nigga said they hit him up with the "Why no tip." That was that's crazy. Yeah, that was a little wild. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, I don't believe man. in it. I would have been kind of taken aback, like that was right, a little wild. Right, but that's but that's kind of my that. whole point though, because like even though even other people might not have said it, but they'll they'll be thinking that in their head, like yo, how come this motherfucker ain't give me no tip? Like they just came out and said it, but it's been normalized. That's all I'm saying to the point where it's supposed to be optional, but it feels like it's expected and it feels like it's mandatory. So you like, feel like you're under pressure way. to tip in certain yes, situations? Yes, yes, nigga, absolutely. <laughs> nigga, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> hey, you good under pressure, bro. <laughs> you Russell Wilson in the pocket. Man, it do <laughs> feel again, that I didn't hear the question. What was the question? No, he, he I asked me. So He's good. I said, you. so you feel like you under pressure to tip in certain situations? He said, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Mahomes, Russell Wilson under pressure, man. Yeah. Okay, Tyler, if you don't. But the way I was going in on it, I was just kind of sitting back and listening. I told you, I do it on the phone. After I see y'all talk about it, it made me think a little bit. Yeah. Uh, maybe I shouldn't be doing this as often as I am. Oh, that's where he was coming but from. Okay. It, it was more or less on the, on the lines of people not being paid fairly. What I was thinking about right. um, how the tip and the obligation gets worked into there. But instead of having that obligation, let's pay a, the right wage. And that wouldn't be an issue. That's a fact. Yeah, because employers say you got this position plus tips. 
so they feel like they don't have to pay you a bunch because you're going to make half your salary off tips. Right. That's based on the general. But trust me, for every person that don't tip, there's going to be a baller there that's going to drop like $40, 50 $100 because it's good karma, man. That's how I've always looked at tipping. I've been blessed. There was a lot of times where I could not tip because I just didn't have the money. Or I just was out with other people, and I probably barely had enough to cover my meal. And I didn't feel bad about it because I didn't have it. But when I was able to have it and to make it, yeah, I, I feel it's good karma. It's a, it's a, I bless somebody, and I get blessed back, even if it ain't with money. But I feel like it's good karma. That, that makes sense. Instant oh, man, good you line up back there? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's it. We, we in the barbershop today. <laughs> Little fast kids getting lined up at the crib. Yeah, man. Ain't even gotta go out the house. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, when I'm gonna be polo in and he be in the car, I'll be like, damn. Right, right. <laughs> niggas ain't in the back end. <laughs> Yo, niggas be out to act like we be in the car. It's like a special event. <laughs> yeah. I mean, every time we see you, you in the back, you in the, you in the man cave, and yeah. it's like, it's a rarity. I know you do leave the house, <laughs> but it's surprising to see you with a seatbelt and shit. Like, that nigga, he's, he's not at the house. Yeah, nigga. Yeah, shit, me right. and X stay in the whip. Nah, man, stationary is the way to be. Yeah, that nigga, X, nigga. <laughs> One day. Still, yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying to hurry up and settle in and be done with all that, but what else y'all up to? Shit, man. It's, uh, I got like $25 that the Cowboys hit the Patriots in the mouth tonight. You put 25 on the Cowboys? <laughs> Why he act like that? <laughs> well, the I put 15 on the money line and I bet my homie from Boston lunch. Which is gonna be probably about ten dollars a month. So, what are you playing at? Uh, Foxborough. Oh, okay. Cause I'm in Dallas. And what it's looking like? <laughs> What's the temperature? Everybody amped, like cloudy outside. Damn. <laughs> it's gonna be cold, and it's gonna be rainy. It's gonna be cold in Foxborough. Um, I don't know, man. And you know what? We ain't won in Foxborough since Tony Romo, I think, like in 2008. <laughs> Only person who wins in Foxborough is Tom Brady. I don't know why else right. that. <laughs> it's funny yeah. about that. It's, uh, but being out here is different. They have, they definitely love their team. Much like Houston. Houston loves their team. It might just be any, anywhere outside of California, West Coast. They all really die hard about their home team. Because I saw it in Seattle and I see it in Texas. But the um, they had a shop in in the airport out here. It's just all Cowboys gear. Man, right. All Cowboys gear. So you know, I scurried past that. You know, with no parts of this. Man, <laughs> grab you, boy. So got cash out. Yeah. Man, you better use Amazon. Shit I can't. Shit I can't get out here, bro. You better. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah, uh, I can't get a Michael Gallup jersey out here. You know? Who the hell is Michael Gallup? Don't worry. Ask somebody. I was just about to ask you, too, right? Gallup is... Lo and behold, you know, lo and behold, Murray Dope, but he's our leading receiver right now. Michael Gallup mama just said, who? Damn. <laughs> you know, you know, you trying to make a case for a nigga when you start off by saying, "Lo and behold, nigga." You know, <laughs> you trying to make a case for some shit. <laughs> no, because everybody, if you ask who's the leading receiver in Dallas, who would everybody gonna say? Amari Cooper, right? It's not Michael Gallup. Yeah. Like three years ago, somebody would have said, "Who the fuck is Smith Schuster?" Like who? What? You know who it is, but we don't. We don't now. Because the problem child is gone. <laughs> so we know exactly who Smith Schuster is now. Same shit, man. Man. Hey, you see that boy, uh, you see that fight last night? Yo, I just seen that knockout. That shit look like, yo. That shit look like he didn't even mean to do it. Like, <laughs> yo, honestly, I watched the whole fight, right? And I was like, damn, man, my team. Son looked sluggish and like this Cuban was on him. Like he actually, if that who, uh, who on the scorecard he was down. 
I think he was literally down like four, like probably like four to three, five to two, because dude was he was very aggressive. And then like right before he did that, like dude kind of hit him with a combo. You could tell he got mad and he saw that opening. Dude was laid down like. I love the same thing as he was like working through them rounds. He was getting them real good, and it looked like, like man, is he tired? Or what's up? Then come to find out, no, he wasn't tired. He was just waiting because he hit him with that one right hand, and you see, who was that Doctor Strange when that soul leaves? When yeah. He comes <laughs> <and wait. laughs> you see that? Get shit the bomber just stuck that tongue out. He was over, over like right that. That dude. He like a two-year-old, you know, like when they first started, they try to get up off their back and they rock. That's how he was trying. I was like, yo, stay down, bro. It's a wrap. Stop happening. Stop counting. Stop counting before. That motherfucker's on another planet. He did not know where he was. You want that man to recover his whole soul in 10 seconds. Like, stop. Stop, <laughs> stop counting. And the motherfuckers come too, they be mad, they be like, fuck up. Yeah. Yeah, he tagged yeah, that, that right hand. That right hand came from hell. Yeah, he, uh, he clutches fuck. He, he, he be, uh, slide motherfuckers, right? That's why I like heavyweight fights, and it's so good to see us have, like, a real, true, black heavyweight champion, which is something that we dominated for years, and we haven't really had one in a while. All of like light fighters have been more popular, you know. But uh, I like this, you know. They been talking about Klitschko forever, but I ain't really give a shit. Like, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying now it's like, oh, Beyonce Wilder. Yeah, I ain't mess with the heavyweight division of all time. I haven't messed with the heavyweight division. Klitschko, cool, but I'm talking like Tyson, Lennox Lewis, like right. some of the last ones that I've. Last time I really messed with heavyweight division was when Roy Jones won a belt in the heavyweight division. That was a long, that was a long time ago. But yeah, this guy. Heavy, heavyweight boxing has been dead for a while. In like long time. Yeah. Long time. It's back. <laughs> Bob, I don't know if it's back or yeah, if it's just him. <laughs> it's just exactly it's like golf is back because Tiger came back. Like I never gave a shit about golf unless Tiger was playing. Never gave a fuck about tennis unless Serena or Venus was playing. You know, so yeah, the heavyweight division is back, especially with Mayweather. Well, I don't know why he's coming out of retirement. I feel like he's gonna regret that. But hey, I agree. <laughs> I feel like he's gonna really regret. Coming, I feel like he's gonna, he's gonna have a Michael Jordan Wizards run in him. Not saying he gonna lose, but I don't, I doubt he's gonna look as sharp as he. He's not gonna look as sharp. He's gonna have to pick up. He's gonna be hand picked, and then he's set up for a, a Pacquiao rematch. But as much as I rock with, I would just think Pac-Man would win if they had a rematch. Pacquiao the first fight, the first fight was five years too late. <laughs> Yeah, but I think if they did it again, Pacquiao would have it, and I'm a, yeah. I'm, I don't know, I don't know, man, I'm a Mayweather, um, I wouldn't call it supporter, I'm a fan, definitely a fan, I like where he come from, I like his journey, um, as far as greatest fighters ever, I'm rocking with Ali and Tyson, but as far as just great fighters, I, I, I put money on Mayweather every day, just because people... For some reason, they want to see him lose. I'm like, dude, how do you That's what that made me root for him. Like, he's great at his, at his job, and you're upset about that? That's ridiculous. Or they get upset because they think he can't hit nobody. It's just like, no, nobody can hit. That's what I'm impressed by. He looks like he got the spider sense in the ring. Like, it's it's exciting to watch people miss hella hard trying to touch him. And they right. can't. Like go two or three rounds and, and a, you know how frustrating a boxer finna be if he go two rounds and he can't land nothing. But to do that, to come out of retirement at that age and to do that, and we still and that's not even it's not like he's doing it now. Out as a whole nother year of age and you can't stay that fast forever. Yeah. Yeah. This is true. So, that with Jason Witten. Yeah, he tried to come back too. I don't know if um 
I don't know if you can relate to this, but I'm going to just tell you this anyway, man. I picked up my old girl from the airport. She gets off the plane, and she says, man, I don't have my AirPod. I, don't, I only have one. One of them fell out while I was sleeping or something, right? And she says, um, I said, well, let's go back over here and ask them to check the plane for it. She uh, says, no, I don't really want to do that. What you mean? Uh, whatever. I'll just be getting another one for Christmas. I'll ask for another one for Christmas. Where the fuck? Where they do that? They don't. They they just get another one. <laughs> so I was. <laughs> Wait a minute. So I, we go back over there and ask them to go check the plane. They check the plane. Like he finds it. Finds the other air. But then we had a conversation. Like, what makes you think that those things are just easily replaceable? So I'm wondering. <laughs> did you have it like that like when you lost something something broke and just by your facial expression I don't know the answer but when something was misplaced did you have it like that you just asked for another one for Christmas hell nah for who <laughs> it don't even matter like what Santa Claus nigga what the fuck like
and I learned the true meaning of same time. I don't know you, same time. I was, uh, I actually had some Christmas presents. I had Spider-Man X-Men on Sega Genesis. I wanted this game so bad for Christmas, and I actually got this shit. Barely, barely, like, got into the game. And, you know, I'm walking home from school with this kid. I kind of didn't know. I knew he was probably a little bit older. And, um, he was a little bit older than me. And, like, we both had Sega Genesis, so we talked about the games. We got, like, yeah, I got, I got Spider-Man, X-Men, I got, it's like, I got the one Spider-Man game that I fell in love with, Red Cartridge, Maximum Carnage. Yep. I was because, you know, my pop was, that shit was, like, rated in for Mature for some reason, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it had blood in it. So I couldn't get it. And, um, he was like, oh, well, shit, I'll I trade you, let me borrow this one. And I let you borrow, I let, you know, let me borrow the Spider-Man X-Men, and, you know, I let you borrow the Maximum Carnage. And I'm like, all right, cool, bet. Now, we're walking, and we got to pass my house first. Now, I didn't think to, A, get the game and walk with him to his house, or I didn't think to tell him, well, go get your game and come back to my house. I just simply gave him my game and sat on the porch waiting for this nigga to come down the street. Just gave him this shit. Didn't like mind you, don't know this motherfucker. Didn't knew he stayed in the neighborhood but couldn't tell you what block, what street, who his mama was, not just just friendly to the motherfucker, just handed my cartridge off. And like my mom, my mom's friends was like, Well, who is I think I know who the kid is and still it never came back. I just gave that shit away. And I learned that I learned that lesson early. Like, nothing like that ever happened. Ain't no, let me use your bike. Let me use your, no, 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 no. Same time. I don't know you, nigga. Same. Bring that and we can make the exchange. I learned that shit at eight years old. Like, I ain't giving nobody nothing up front. I don't know your peoples, where you stay. You can even be a family man. I'm like, yo, same time. Like, yo, you got that? Go get that and I got you. Yeah, real quick. <laughs> shit on credit no more. And I believe, you know, like, you don't know no better. You don't think, like, this little nigga lied to me or nothing. Right. And I got suckered early. Early. Right. Oh. Like, my pops was like, damn, you, you just, so you just gave it to him? You know where he stayed? I'm like, nah. A little heavy. Got caught. Uh, it's a little heavy. He's probably a year or two years older than me. Yeah, just let him, pretty much just let him have shit. Like, not knowing no better. I'm like, damn. That's all yeah. bad. Oh uh, yeah, I don't. Oh man, I can't just, I can't just be like, oh yeah, let me just get another one. Like, that's wild. Now, now I tell you this, I've done that with myself. Like if I if I lose some shit, I try to like uh like, but it's some shit. It's just good. It's gone. I dropped some beat by Dre headphones at a job site. I forgot about it. I was mad. I was mad as hell. Because they was like $150 joints, but I think I got them uh, used for like 80 bucks. I just replaced the little ear caps or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I remember like, I, I, I didn't really like these style because you take them out, right? And they're around your neck. But if these motherfuckers get to doing this shit and you ain't paying attention and that motherfucker like, like this and you moving around and get caught up in your jacket or something, you pull a... You know, get high, you take a jet, they go. They, they drop on the floor. You never heard them drop. And I just, it's just certain shit that you drop in a crowded place. And a construction job is a very crowded place. I said, these shit might as well be in outer space. All it takes is one person to see them. They don't hear them. They in that nigga pocket. And even if you've seen another motherfucker with him, he's going to say he bought There's no way I can prove she didn't have a pair either. So... And I just thought I'd just get another one. Or when I had the two that were separated, like ear AirPods, and I lost the left one, I knew it was in my car somewhere, but I couldn't find it because every time I would get in the car, that bitch would connect. I was like, all right, when I get ready to vacuum the car out, I'm going to make sure I dig underneath. And sure as shit, brown nigga, those shits was under my seat. I was like, okay, I got a matching pair. 
Because I almost just chucked. But I was like, you know what? All I need is one anyway so I can hear shit. You know what I'm saying? And I was just rocking the one like like a motherfucking like an insurance salesman. I just had the one in so I could, you know, operate that way. But, um, yeah, man. I'll be like, fuck it. I'll just get another one. And then if I find the other one, I got two, which has happened before. She was a bodybuilder or whatever. She was like, she wasn't playing. She was from Rochester, New York. She she got on uh, the news station. They just let her go off and tell her story. And she was like, yeah, he broke into the wrong house. And she was like, yo, she like 82 years old. And she was like, he was coming in first, right? And then, and then she said, I grabbed the table. And I started beating him over the head with the table. And the table broke. So I took the table legs. They had metal legs. And I started jugging them. Jugging them with the legs. <laughs> Yo, she said I started jugging them with the legs. Yo. Yo, she was like... Yo, she was like, and then she was like, and then I see some, uh, I see some baby wash or some baby lotion, or some shampoo or something on the counter. I went and grabbed the shampoo, pour it all in his face, all in his face. Take that, take that. And then I went and grabbed the broomstick and I started hitting him with the broomstick. He grabbing the broom. He pulling the broom. I'm hitting him with the broom. Take that. Take that. Hitting him with the broom. Wow. And then she said, yeah, real true story. And she said, yo, by the time the police came, the door was already open and he was like hanging out the door. (laughs) And he said, and he said that she was happy to get into the ambulance. He was happy to get into the ambulance. She went to work on that boy. (laughs) Y'all gotta watch that video, man. That man got jugged. Yo, she said I I started jugging him and jugging him and jugging him. (laughs) You gotta move now.
nowhere. <laughs> oh, you going to go pick somebody up?
should be able to bust 25 push-ups in a set, bro. 20. 20? Oh, if we nigga, do a dub. I ain't saying that I, I ain't saying that I, whether I should or shouldn't be able to do it, nigga. I'm telling you what I can or can't do. Like I ain't talking about what I should or shouldn't be able to. Hey, nigga, I'm telling okay, y'all, nigga, stuff. that shit ain't happening. Twenty five. Man, got a ball full of superheroes on his damn hands. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's crazy. Can't do it. Push up to save my life, nigga. I'm not doing that. <laughs> we ain't doing it. <laughs> Push ups. Yeah, I nigga. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Y'all yeah, niggas is wild, man. I'ma just draw my kids off. We good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we get airbrush. I'm like, I got a nine millimeter. What that needs that exercise? One muscle. That's my strap finger, nigga. I'm, y'all can have that, my nigga. I'm cool. <laughs> like, I'm cool. Push up on me, y'all push can you have up. that. Push up on me. Right. <laughs> 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 hey, that's in the works, too. And, um, yeah, I, I, I want to go to the range, man. For real. Shit, I'm with yeah, that. I'm down. I, I know I'm carrying five years, but I ain't worried about that. Not for me. I ain't, I ain't worried about that. I need to be able to, to you know, protect, protect myself properly, gambling and shit. If you, you know. Yeah, I'm doing that. That tactical training, though, man. Have you seen that? That tactical training. You said what tactical training? Really, really pulling out on a different, um, I see you got Joe Rogan. Yeah. Joe Rogan was out there doing it, but they was really out there, like, and go, pulling out, put it away, pull another one out, like, John Wick. Yeah, I've seen like, that shit. That looks a wow. lot of fun. Nah, I, I never seen that shit. Pull, empty a clip, load another one, empty that one, I'm talking about like 12 seconds, like, <laughs> let the shit drop, put another one, Posted this shit in something like 15 seconds, only to let off 30 rounds. Damn. That's, that's great. That's fire, nigga. That shit ain't easy, nigga. <laughs> that shit is not easy. I know easy. it's not. <laughs> that shit is not easy. It's not. That's fire. That's why I'm glad I got a train, man. Because if this, this shit ever got to like some Walking Dead or like Survival of the Fittest, like the land and, you know, you got to live off the land and shit, all these. Brawny motherfuckers is grabbing guns and terrorizing shit, worried about who got more ammo. Nigga, I'm collecting batteries, nigga, and water. Exactly. <laughs> you feel me? When y'all niggas run out of double A. I got that nine volt on deck. Right, good. nigga. What you need? Hell. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, be watering like a motherfucker. I can, I can, like, look, man, I can get some cool. Like, yo, y'all tired of being in the cold? We got heat over here, man. Y'all can fuck with my team. If we yeah, come, you know, we got the old Chappelle season one, season two on DVD, nigga. Yeah, yo, yo, yo. We got refrigerators, nigga. Clean clothes, hot food. <laughs> I got all the bitches over here, you know what I'm saying? Like, fuck with your boy. Because when them niggas run out of bullets and they all beat up, some yeah. That's the way. Apocalyptic proof. Swap these right. Hey, who cooking? For Thanksgiving? Trade them brownies. That's it. Yeah. We cook, bro. Thanksgiving, we cook. My girl cooking. What y'all making, y'all? What's on deck? Uh, I got that meat. That meatless turkey or what? That, no, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Not a meatless turkey. <laughs> we all smoke turkey, man. Smoke yeah, turkey. All right. Yeah, that's how Shit, somebody put in the group about some meat, <laughs> meat macaroni. Uh, what was that? What the fuck was the, that? Uh, medibles, uh, medibles. 
Arby's, they did the exact flip. Instead of making, oh, like, meatless burgers and shit, they were making, like, vegetable-less vegetables. Where it's like oh, meat, meat vegetables. That's yeah, sick. Yo, <laughs> that's vegetables. fucking disgusting. I was like, yo. It's just, like, meat pressed into the shape of a fucking carrot or an apple or some shit. That's like gross, yo. I guess. They just doubled down on, like, nigga, we had meat. That's some sick shit, nigga. How you come up with fucking meat vegetables? That's what I'm saying. Enjoy, like, Impossible Whopper. Because, like, if you're a vegan and you still won't have a taste for shit like that, it's almost like... Fuck it. I'll say it, man. Nah, shit. I'm about to say some bullshit. It's almost... (laughs) (laughs) He's about to say some bullshit. It's almost like, okay... It's almost like with... with (laughs) Watch this shit. It's almost like with this motherfucker, um, Bruce Jenner slash fucking Caitlyn Jenner just did. Here we go. <laughs> I knew he was going to say some bullshit. I knew it. You went to all of them. Hold on, hold on. Let me explain. Let me explain this shit. Yo, go yo, ahead, hold up. Man. It's go like <laughs> you're a vegan, but you still want to eat meat shakes or meat tasting foods. It's like, yo, you went through all this transformation. To become a woman, but you, you, you like women still, it's weird. <laughs> Mostly usually dudes that do that is like in the dudes and shit. That's all I'm saying. Like, it kind of, it's wild. I know. It's a wild analogy to go at. It's like, you go through all this trouble denying yourself meat, but then you go eat a fucking, oh, a burger shake, tofu burger or whatever the plant, it, it's strange. Is what I'm saying. It's like, what was the purpose? Enjoy your fucking vegetables. Yeah. I don't know how I knew he was going to end up somewhere in that area. <laughs> I don't know how I knew he was going to end up somewhere. That ain't even the same thing. Hey, <laughs> boy, you get the hell up out of here with that nonsense. That ain't even the same thing. You got a ham sandwich, brother? Yeah, let me, let me get a piece of that. <laughs> 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 like a Muslim, brother. Nigga still got bacon in the skillet. Like, even the same thing. I'm going to tell you like this. I'm not. Have you had an impossible Whopper? No, I have Seeing the preparation and seeing the... You watch those videos, haven't you? 
too many of them. But I've been watching them for a long time. But also more about the health about it. It's just, it's not. I just don't like the practices of like what y'all deem or the FDA being in bed with the owners of these fucking, like the people like say you ran Tyson Farms as CEO for 15 years. And now because you've done that, y'all decide to make this guy the board of directors of the USDA. So what is he going to do? This dude still got stock in Tyson. So he's going to make the laws a lot more lenient for you to still make money. You ain't really enforcing shit like you should be enforcing it. You still kicking down to your buddies and probably your best friend run the company now. You're going to make sure that they ain't, the company ain't losing money. So you should be lenient. Shit like if a an animal has open sores or whatever, it's still deemed serviceable meat if you just cut the fuck. I'm like, no, 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 no. That animal is sick. It shouldn't be processed for food at all. But what you do is you pump antibiotics me. into the animal. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I know they don't care about me. So it makes sense for me to even think about any of that. I'm more or less wondering about what I put in, what I eat, what I take in. But that's right. stuff that's coming out the ocean is starting to look real freaky. Like, what the hell? What? Right. What, what you see coming out the like ocean? Mine? What you say? What you see coming out the ocean? You ain't seen this stuff come out the ocean, bro. They got... They got fish coming out the ocean with human-like features, man. Big noses and lips and shit like that. Yeah. Like some real sexy shit. Nah. It's real. It's Yeah. What the hell is that? Hey, man, after so long, you know, Trump, stop looking on. And I'll be feeling like companies lie. Like, it say, okay, Alaskan wild caught such and such. Who's regulating whether that's true or not? Because a lot of this shit be farmed, farmed fish, man. They got a big-ass lake inside a factory where they just throwing fish and eggs in the water and hatching fish and, like, fucking processing them for food. Yeah, they don't give a fuck about you. <laughs> they don't care about you. Trying to get that moolah. But, yeah, that's why I can't mess with... I mean, I try to do something. So my selection was, let me leave meat alone. I did try to Popeye's sandwich, though. I mean... Bust you up, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah. <laughs> Bad. Yeah. You already, like, that has that type of shit in your system, so your body kind of built I still, up. I still feel like I can't recover. Like, I keep, on the scale. I keep stepping on the scale, like, man, what is, what happened?
out of those out of those selections, it's actually better for you than uh, beef and chicken. Like chicken is just as harmful as red meat. The people, the reason people were so um, caught up on not eating so much red meat is because red meat takes longer to break down than all the rest of them. It's denser. Like, you can break down chicken quick. You can break down pork quick, especially fish and seafood. That gets broken down real quick. The thing is, is like red meat can be in your digestive system anywhere from two to three days to even a full week as long depending on how much you ate. And I love cheeseburgers. Like, a burger is, like, one of my favorite meals to have. It's like a burger and fries. It's ridiculous. Like, but, and that's the one reason people like, oh, no, don't eat so much red meat. is because how long it takes to digest. That's how long it stays in your digestive system. But chicken is just as harmful as far as all the stuff they put in it. It's not, like, it's not the more health. People feel like it's the more healthier choice. And it's not necessarily, it's, it's like almost the same. It's just like, you want chicken and you want red beef. You want to digest this shit in a day and you want to digest it in three days. Which is pretty much your option. I just like to taste the chicken better. It's naturally flavored better than, than beef is. And I'm not a big steak person. And the only time I'm really eating beef is if I'm having like uh, a burger or like a meatloaf. Some shit like that. It's usually ground beef, taco, you know, carne asada and shit. I'm not real heavy on like I'm gonna have a fucking ten ounce steak and shit. Steak is fire, wow. man. I like steak. No, I'll be, huh? I'll be honest, I said I like steak. Like I stop, I stopped eating beef as much, but I do like steak though. Like I don't really. I've I, never been a steak eater. Like man, steak was my shit. I mean, I will. Um, I put steak in my chili. You know, I put some steak, I put steak in my chili, you know, ground beef or whatever. Like, that's probably the most red meat I eat is when I make chili. But, like, I'm a double cheeseburger eating ass nigga, man. <laughs> like, for real. Um, dude, I, and I'm like a, not a New Year's resolution type mug, but I do want to kind of get away from meat because I see all the benefits in the people that I know that don't eat. You know, pork, chicken, and beef anymore. It's a lot of a lot of health benefits to it, and just eat like seafood occasionally because it's expensive to eat fish and shrimp every day. Shit, it is. It just is. Like, and you plus, I feel like day? I will yeah. burn myself. Huh? I said, eat seafood every day. Hell yeah. Yeah, and on top, even if it wasn't as expensive. I still feel like seafood is something you can burn yourself out on pretty easily. Yeah. I can see myself, like, literally eating shrimp and, and fish, like, every fucking day. But it's crazy that something has to die and be processed and packaged for me to survive every day. I'm a carnivore. I like, I eat meat, shit. But... One day, I'm going to stop eating meat. Just like one day, I'm going to stop smoking cigarettes. Just like one day, eight months ago, I said, I'm going to stop drinking alcohol. And the same reason why Cuzzo ate that chicken sandwich is the same reason I won't pick up a drink. Because I don't know what the fuck is going to happen if I do. Right. It's been so long and so far removed out of my system. I, I don't even want to see what it's going to look like if I went back to that shit. So. Makes sense. I just choose not to. And it's been going well. That's good. So. 